0: The Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat, mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Two verses from that gospel reading that we're going to hold intention as the focus of our meditation. The first, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. And then the second, Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. I'd like to start with the first one. The time is fulfilled. Jesus doesn't say the time has simply come, nor the time now seems right. It's stronger. The time is fulfilled. What's more, Jesus goes on and clarifies it. The kingdom of God has come near. And by coming near, that doesn't just mean temporally as if it's just coming soon. It can also mean spatially. The kingdom of God has come close to you. The time has been fulfilled. It suggests that all times have been fulfilled. You, in the first century Judea, who have been waiting for the deliverance that God promised. The sweet relief that all the trials and tribulations that we've been suffering as we remain under foreign occupation, struggle and hard living. You, who have been yearning and clamoring for God to finally come into this world and to destroy evil and suffering once and for all, and to finally be able to live in peace, harmony, harmony, and unity with God. For you, the time has been fulfilled. So let's rejoice, right? The time's been fulfilled. God's has come into this world, has finally set it right, all time has been fulfilled. We're now in the good life. It's what they would have been expecting. Well, I don't know about you, but for me this past week, I wasn't feeling like the time had been fulfilled. Like this kingdom of God has finally come close and conquered the terrible sufferings that we experience in the world. Even in that picture, in that theology, the calamities that we experience that are no fault of our own would be concluded. Suffering has been removed. That's what we would expect But the time has been fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near to you. Instead, this past week, we had an ice storm. And for some of us, and I count myself in this fortunate number, it was a frustrating inconvenience. We were stuck in our house from Saturday to Wednesday. We weren't able to drive. And what's more, for most of the time, it was nigh unto impossible to even step outside our house. We all got a little bit stir-crazy. In my house where a four-year-old lives who could see out the window that there was something like snow and she wasn't allowed to play in (laughs) things got a little frustrating and we all started using up things in our cupboards our freezers in the back of our refrigerators and it really was inconvenient and frustrating and we were the very fortunate ones the church properties never lost power this week, and we had a few branches come down on Potter Street, but nothing that caused any real damage, just a little cleanup. But for many in our community, this past week was far worse than that. It wasn't just inconvenient. Many of your roads and routes into town were blocked with down trees. Some were stuck in the hospital and Not able to get home simply because they were ready to be discharged, but weren't able to get out. Some were the opposite. They needed to get to the hospital and couldn't because way was not open. Many of you lost power. And in many cases, water along with it. And some of you still don't have power or potable water. And you saw supplies of food in your refrigerators and freezers slowly spoil until you had to throw them all away. Some were unable to get access to medical care, medical supplies they really needed. Others called for an ambulance and had to wait at sometimes several hours for a first responder to arrive. I was fortunate this last week. Many of you weren't. It was a hard week. And for many of you, there remains another hard week ahead. And amidst all of that, Jesus has the audacity to say, the time has been fulfilled, the kingdom of God has come near to you. If this is the kingdom of heaven Jesus was talking about, I have to say I'm a little underwhelmed, Jesus. (laughs) And I would surmise the followers of Jesus in the first century felt that way too. We know later on in this gospel that the disciples did not take it well when Jesus informs them as his role as Messiah is to go suffer and die. That was not what they wanted. You see, they expected great things from Jesus. They recognized that in their lives they had a very real problem. They believed many of the challenges they faced were not things they could control. They called it evil. They were very comfortable thinking about those as supernatural powers. And so, in apocalyptic eschatology, which is what this is officially called, they were hoping and waiting for God to arrive and come and defeat this evil for them. And they assumed God's appearance would be a cosmic conflict between God and the forces of evil in the world, and then evil would be finally destroyed, and God would be established as the true king, wherein there could be God's kingdom established on earth that we then could live in in peace and harmony, what the New Testament calls the kingdom of God. And at first, in the Gospel of Mark, it looks like this is what Jesus is going to do. Right before our reading today, Jesus seems to do that. He is in the interaction with spiritual forces. Right before our reading, it says, The Spirit led Jesus out into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan, and angels attended him. All spiritual forces, angels, spirit, Satan, evil, no people. And then our passage. What does the time being fulfilled in the kingdom of God look like? It looks like they have something they would never have been expecting. When Jesus says to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of people. Something new has arrived. The idea that the Messiah would want to be followed is probably not all that surprising. But how were they going to follow? This is the first time in the Gospels Jesus calls anyone to follow. And what comes with it? The second statement, I will make you fishers of people. You, the followers of Jesus, are going to be doing something. You're going to have a role. Well, that radically changes things from what they were expecting. I can imagine the frustration. But Jesus, that's not the apocalyptic theology we wanted. We wanted you to come and destroy evil and establish the kingdom of God. We wanted to watch... We wanted that to be our role. Go. Why don't you go back and do that thing you did in the wilderness? Just, you know, do it more and solve it all for us. But Jesus does something different. He calls them and says, you are part of this. This gospel I have for you is for you to share. The grace I extend will be extended by you. That yearning for something new and different, it's here. But not from God on high establishing it alone, but by you. Right where you are, living it. That's what Jesus means when he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of people. You're part of it. And I think sometimes we might get disappointed Because we thought Jesus was going to take away all this suffering and pain. Instead, the kingdom of God, like we thought of it, was not established on earth. That will be when Jesus returns. But for right now, we still live in a world of suffering and death, of disappointment and loss. That's where we live. That's where Jesus says, follow me. And I will make you fishers of people. Jesus is saying something about all of us here. Rather than it being an obligatory duty, you know, we have to do this because Jesus says so, it's a statement Jesus is making of value that we really have the ability to do this. We do have something worth offering. The world around us is one of suffering and pain. We can be part of extending grace to it. That's the other side of the time has been fulfilled. We don't have to wait. We can be empowered right now. Jesus proclaims the gospel and so can we. The gospel of our life and our actions. The gospel of being the means of grace to others. The gospel of being the hands and feet of Jesus. Right where we are today. Amen.